This episode is brought to you by Peak, the blockchain for real-world applications and home of DPIN. If you think it's time for Web3 to get real, check out their website at peak.network. That's P-E-A-Q.network. Hello everyone, Daniel from DPIN Hub over here. And today I have the honor to have Hugo Chuko, CEO and co-founder of YCrypt. YCrypt is building a decentralized internet access network that enables users to share the internet connection and earn tokens in the process. Thanks so much for being the podcast today. Uh, can you introduce yourself and talk about a bit your background? Thanks a lot, Daniel. Um, my name is Ugochuku Arono. I'm the co-founder and CEO of YCrypt. And um, a little bit about myself. So I got into crypto in 2016 as an engineer. I've been building um, since then. That's like about eight years now in crypto space. But professionally, I've been building um, software for close to 10 years now, right? About a decade professionally. Yeah. So um, got into crypto in 2016, started out by building out, um, you know, smart contracts, um, writing, learning how the blockchain works, built my own blockchain, you know, then because I was just really interested, but never really launched it, but it's on my GitHub. <laughs> so that's been it. I studied electronics engineering in the University of Nigeria. And um, so I have experience with, I mean, low level code, writing, hardware, right? High level software engineering and all that. So that's basically the, um, based in Nigeria full time, uh, travel to other parts of the world. You know what I mean? When business calls, right? But yeah, I love it here. And all my friends, engineers and all that, you know, building stuff together. We're all doing it you know, right here in Nigeria. Yeah. In, in a very, well, small city sort of called Enugu State, yeah. So, I mean, that's it about myself. Thanks so much, yeah. I think it's so interesting how many of the people actually building deep, deeping projects are electrical engineers, electronic engineers. It's myself, I remember the, the CEO of Huddle01, uh, the CEO of Geonet, everybody's electrical engineers and others, I think gives you a lot of the understanding, the full stack, right? Because if you're building just a crypto project, just being a software engineer, usually it's okay. But then if you want to do a dipping project, it has way more layers of complexity. So I, I think it's super interesting. That's why you have so many electrical engineers jump into the challenge, right? Um, what was the inspiration behind actually starting YCrypt? It was back in 2017. That was approximately seven years, seven years ago, right? So we were, we were actually in my office, I mean, myself and some other software engineers, right? So we were writing software. And then for some reason, my internet connection just disappeared from my phone. Right, so then, um, because the city where we are, we really don't have like um, like very huge Wi-Fi services, right? That offices you. So then you just use your mobile internet hotspot, your hotspot from your mobile phone, and then you know hotspot it to your computer, and then you're doing your work. So that's how we were basically you know working then, and mine um, just disconnected. And after I disconnected, I asked my colleagues to give me access to their hotspots, and they said no. And why they said no was because they couldn't quantify the amount of data I was going to consume because they were also connected to their own hotspots, right? So, and I was, I mean, we are all heavy consumers, right? So it was really hard for them to, you know, say yes. And I said, okay, that was when it struck me. And I was like, okay, how is it going to be possible for me to build a sort of software or tool that would allow me to connect to anybody's hotspot anywhere in the world at any time? And then pay the person in real time without even the person knowing that I connected, right? The software or the protocol handles, the authentication, billing and everything. And that was how the idea for YCrypt came up, right? And uh, when I 
said that uh, all the engineers in my office, because I think we were about 11 then, so they were like, hey, probably someone must have built that stuff. Because, you know, like in the internet, it's like nothing is new, right? So they were like, probably someone must have built that, uh, you know, someone must have built that stuff. And I said, okay, fine, I will check. So I checked online. I didn't really see anything. And I was like, well, I don't think anyone has done this, right? So I said, okay, I was going to do this as a side project. But, well, I procrastinated, to be very honest. More than like four or five months, I didn't even touch it, right? And then afterwards, one of my friends in the UK reached out and said, hey, that they have something in their university. And they were asking them for ideas. That Do I have any nice idea? that, um, you know, for him to present in school. I said, okay, yeah, I do. I just brought out the, the thing where I wrote it on a piece of paper. I shared it with him. Like, the next week, he reaches out to me and he's like, look, that the dean was like, this. the idea won the best idea in his class. And that the dean was like, where did he get this idea from? And that if whoever gave him this idea hasn't built it, the person should rush and build it. Why? Because... It's going to be easy for people to copy this idea, right? Because they've not seen it before. So that was like the, the urge. That, that was the push I needed, right? To now start working on it as a side project. So it, it was basically a side project. Myself and two of my other colleagues decided to work on it as a side project. And that's how we were able to like build it up to what it is now. So, I mean, we faced a lot of challenges as well, you know. I mean, as we were creating it, it was at some point Google and iOS because it was a mobile app. So Google and Apple guys, they, they yanked us off. Right, because they said we were accessing lower parts of the operating system, that we were accessing some functions that we didn't need. So at some point, it was really tough. They yanked us off after about nine months of launching the mobile app. So we had to now rebuild the entire tech stack from ground up. That's building our own hardware, the operating system, you know. But it was it was a very very tough call. At some point, I felt well, maybe it was the world telling us, look, just shut down this company and do something else, right? But for me, I, I, I'm I, someone who doesn't give up, right? I, 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 I hardly take no for an answer. So I started working on the operating system, the hardware design and everything, myself, my colleagues, and eventually we had a fully functioning tech stack that we had full control of, and no one could now take it away from us, right? So yeah, that's how we were able to build and get to where we are. It's really, really interesting. <laughs> you know, as well, working with Apple, it's particularly really challenging, right? We had the same problem actually with Hotspot because we, re we released the Hotspot Connect app and we had a login function for the our website. And then Apple, of course, everything that touches, anything that generates any kind of revenue also, they want to take their 30%. So it's always a pain in the ass to work with Apple. And then uh, you guys did amazing, like taking the challenge to actually build everything from scratch and build from the ground up is very interesting. But at, at first glance, you can misinterpret WebCrip as being like a smaller African competitor to Helium. But after you actually really understand the project, do like deeper analysis, you understand that WebCrip technology is actually quite different. Can you tell a little bit going to this uh, network architecture that you guys decided and how it differs from like just a regular Helium hotspot? If you remember clearly, um, Helium hotspots purely focus on IoTs, right? Uh, range low data transmission that's basically what it focuses on right so long range low data transmission means probably things like your the dog collar maybe um a, a smart fridge or some smart devices sending data over a long range to some other device right creating that peer-to-peer -peer network but it doesn't really give you the power to probably watch netflix or connect like the way we're connecting now 
you know, streaming large amounts of data in, you know, in gigabytes or in, in, in terabytes and all that. So that's where YCrypt comes in. YCrypt has created a system that allows large data transmission and also low data transmission for both IOTs and your regular internet devices, right? While Helium supports the IOTs, but then what the next thing they actually created was, you know, like having like um, supporting like mobile, like SIM cards, right? You know, with like T-Mobile and all that. So, but for us, we've decided to innovate completely around Wi-Fi services, providing much more value. Another example is our ad service. So our ad service is actually the first of its kind in the world where every single internet router can now become a digital billboard. What it means is that any internet router anywhere that supports the YCrypt operating system. So you really don't have to buy, let's say, a YCrypt hardware initially, right? But then there are hardwares that support the YCrypt operating system. Once it supports the YCrypt operating system, your device can become a digital billboard and you can earn revenue just like Twitter or X shares revenue with the um, you know influencers. You can actually earn revenue when you do that. Also, YCrypt allows has a special package for SMEs or businesses, right? Let's say your coffee shop, your barber shop, um, even your home, right? You can customize the landing page of your YCrypt um, hotspot hub, and that landing page can collect any type of data you want from your customers. You can collect customer reviews. Imagine Google Forms. But now on your Wi-Fi interface, you can customize it, collect any information and create meaningful value from your Wi-Fi for your business or for, for your home. You can also do things like um, parental control for homes or for families, right? You can manage the times the internet will stay on and off, right? For children and all that. So everything is built into the Wi-Fi network. So you don't really have to start configuring it directly on the TVs or, you know, the mobile devices that your kids use. So these are like different value propositions that completely, you know, separate us from, from Helium, right? I mean, they have, I mean, their market and what they're focusing on. We have what we're focusing on and it's actually a niche environment, you know, or a niche, a, a niche market. Yeah. No, I, I, I love actually what you just said, especially focusing on the ad network. If I have a coffee shop, for example, I want to offer Wi-Fi to my customers, but I don't necessarily want to charge them in crypto or in fiat or anything for them to actually use the internet because no other coffee shop has that, right? No other coffee shop actually charges the users to use the internet. But if you can have like an ad network that they can see some ad when they connect, that generates some ad revenue for myself as a coffee shop owner and also can provide some interesting opportunities for the users to see some ads that could be interesting to them, right? Exactly. That's perfect. You, you actually just nailed it. Yeah, exactly. You nailed it. That's perfect. It generates revenue for you, passive income for you, right? And your users also, of course, they can see ads that might be relevant, you know, to them. Also, as a small business, you can, before the users even connect to the Wi-Fi, you can maybe say, hey, um, I'd like to know your name, maybe your phone number or something. So, or maybe I'd like you to rate our services, right? Let's say the last services we had, you can actually give a five-star rating. We have a rating system built in. So you can get feedback from your customers about your small business from your Wi-Fi at no extra cost. Yeah. This is like basically a no-brainer for any business owner that wants to give Wi-Fi to their customers to use that instead of just a regular Wi-Fi hotspot or Wi-Fi like access point. Because I remember, of course, before... Now Helium is working with the cell phone plan, etc. 
But back in the time before they have announced the the, the the helium the way it is right now, they were talking about the Wi-Fi that people need to pay actually with agent T tokens to use the network. But no no business owner actually wants to charge their customers extra. It's not something that's very common right now. So I believe the ad network that you guys are building is, is fantastic. And also I believe that you guys are building a lot of the backend, the, the, the website that you can manage. How, how does that work? Uh, you can configure it, like you said, a lot of this, the settings. Oh yeah, so for the users, right? You can even decide when you want to show ads or not on your Ycrypt dashboard. As a user, as the owner of the hotspot, you can just go, it's very easy, just log into the dashboard. You see a, a toggle button, you can toggle to enable ad on each of the devices. So let's say you have 10 devices, you can manage as many devices as possible from your single dashboard. So let's say you have 10 devices, you can decide to toggle ads on five and not toggle ads on five. You can manage it, it's very dynamic. Also, as um, Ycrypt Network, what we now do is, when businesses want to run ads on the Ycrypt Network, they reach out to Ycrypt and then Ycrypt will set up their ads on the Ycrypt Network and the businesses can let us know what countries they want to support. For example, Ycrypt, we're still growing, but we're in over 33 countries, as I speak to you, we're in over 104 cities, right? We're in all the um, major continents of the world, and I mean all the major countries, really, right? So we can activate these ads in all these different countries, and then the, based on your location, the ads will show and for those customers in that location, and revenue will be split based on the views or interactions of the ads. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, real use in real world usage. And I think that's why we like about DPN, like comparing to other like crypto ecosystem. Peak is a layer one blockchain designed to power DPNs. Why do DPNs choose to build on Peak? It's fast, scalable, low cost offer builders are ready to deploy DPN SDK and it's multi-chain. So when you build on Peak, you're building for all Web3. Peak is home for the fastest growing DPIN projects, with more than 100,000 vehicles and devices deployed, over a dozen DPINs already building, and the world leading device manufacturers such as Boss partner with them. Think of building a DPIN, Peak has a grand program for DPIN builders. If you're listening to this, remember, you're early. The Peak Network will launch in the first half of 2024. Check out Peak's channels for more details and links in the podcast description. To our listeners that are not familiar with the telecom landscape in sub-Saharan Africa, can you give a little bit of an overview about it? Because uh, I'm in Portugal, we have a lot of our listeners actually in the US. I think there's a lot of things in the telco landscape that's completely different than we're, not, we're normally used to. In the telco landscape, actually in sub-Saharan Africa, I'll give you an example. We have major um, telecommunications companies like um, MTN, Safaricom, Airtel, Nine Mobile, right? And to be honest, these telcos have actually done a whole lot in the last, let's say, 23 years, right? Telcos here support, like, you know, the 3G, 4G, 5G. We have 5G here. Um, one of the biggest challenges, of course, is that um, in terms of remote areas, densely, um, um, sparsely populated areas, you don't see a lot of telco, um, you know, infrastructure in those areas, right? And that's where Ycrypt actually also helps and allows, you know, telcos to scale or allows people to scale existing networks to areas where people are not largely populated. But yeah, the telcos have actually helped to build a lot of um, infrastructure and helped a lot of Africans really to be able to understand the tech because these are like the giants, right, that most people stand on top of their shoulders, right? Without them, you will not have connectivity. But now we now have the likes of satellite internet like Starlink 
and Starlink works perfectly with your YCRIP device as well. So you can just plug your Starlink device to your YCRIP device and you handle massive distribution. Every single thing works out of the box. So, but yeah, these are actually, um, these are like the, the, the activities of the telcos um, in sub-Saharan Africa. Yeah, man, I think uh, it's amazing what you guys are building. And you got to remember, we're still early, right? So I'll tell for those people out there listening to the podcast, make sure to guarantee your device, buy the token and, and participate of this network because I think it's, it's going to have a really, really bright potential and super interesting just to listen while you're talking in the future that you guys are building uh, i heard also that you guys are building some um, intellectual properties in in your country and what it what are cool things that you guys are building that's a bit different than we are normally see everywhere ip is one around uh, our tech so you would see that for white crypt we've built our tech from ground up like i said earlier and what that means is that we control like you know the operating system that runs on the hardware we control, of course, the cloud infrastructure, the, the interactions and all that. And what this what this has allowed us to do is that, um, for example, our YCrypt operating system, we are now licensing it right to other companies. As we speak, we have some of the biggest telecommunication companies in the in, in Africa that are currently integrating the YCrypt operating system. I mean, I can't mention names right now, but it's happening. Right. So what it means is that, you know, these companies are now leveraging the YCrypt intellectual property, our IP, to be able to scale their entire tech stack and to provide much better services to their users. This is not just happening in Nigeria. It's also happening in China. As I speak to you, there are about four different hardware manufacturers in China that have integrated the YCrypt operating system. And these hardware manufacturers before now used to just sell regular routers to people. But because they've seen that the YCrypt operating system supports regular router functions and more, they are now plugging it into their hardware and even selling it to their regular customers, whether you're a Web2 customer or you're a Web3 customer, they are selling it to these customers. And why this is really interesting is that the services that YCrypt offers isn't just purely plugged into Web3 customers. No, it's not just tailored for Web3 customers. Like the ad system we talked about, both Web2 and Web3 customers can benefit from it and they can earn revenue from it. This is the YCrypt IP and this is the way we are sort of distributing it, you know, to different companies through licensing. Nice. Uh, you guys are building like super power WRT, but like in a much, much better software I can imagine. So how has it been the experience of working with the DP model, right? Like getting people rewarded by deploying the network. So that's the focus you guys are doing. How do you see yourself growing into the DPN ecosystem? I love the whole idea of DPN, right? Decentralized Physical Infrastructure Network. What, what it has enabled us to achieve is to be able to plug into different communities. For example, YCrypt is currently plugged into Peak, which is a huge ecosystem. We also plug into IOTEX, which is another big um, DPN ecosystem. And what this has allowed us to achieve is, you know, decentralizing the, the, the one, the community, also, we recently announced something with Minima, which allows nodes, tiny nodes to run on our hardware. So Deepin allows you to, one, access, provide um, multiple services, connect to different um, communities, different blockchains, and decentralize operations of your network um, to provide value to so many other people in different places and to reward them as well as they're using your services. That's like the whole essence. And we realized that the moment we activated our rewarding or incentivization mechanism with our tokens, WNT, it really expanded our network. And it's very, very interesting because 
I mean, you see companies today, uh, maybe like um, the Samsung or the Apple and all these guys, they, they, at early stages, it wasn't very easy for them to, of course, gain market share. It would cost a whole lot for you to, you know, gain that market share. But the, one of the advantages of DPN is that, look, you could take a certain part of your ecosystem or your company, which is like the tokens, and incentivize people. And because of the miracle of the blockchain, you could just send tokens to any part of the world instantly in less than a second. It's there. And that way, incentivizing people with a very important part of the project, it creates that um, high network effect and allows expansion of, of the system. So that's one of the advantages of DPN that I, I really love. And I'm very we've actually seen so much benefit by plugging into the DPN ecosystem and expanding that way. Of course, there are hard, um, um, I mean, there are, there are downsides in terms of how to ensure you manage your tokenomics, how you ensure you manage distribution, not to have inflation. It's very important. And I'm very happy we, we actually checked those things very early before even launching by working with very um, great um, tokenomics engineers to enable us to design um, how we handle release um, reward releases at different market times is very important. We've actually gotten like so much value from, from the DPN ecosystem. And, and also one thing that's very important in the DPN is the community component, right? And I heard that also YCrypt has a very strong community that really enjoys the project and supporting. What are the key benefits you think YCrypt provides to local economies and those communities? So um, one of the key benefits I'll use local communities in Nigeria as an example. Now, as I speak with you, YCrypt has something called the City Wi-Fi. So what the City Wi-Fi is, is that City Wi-Fi is um, a, a YCrypt technology that allows us to distribute um, Wi-Fi to like between, let's say, one kilometer to about five kilometers radius, much larger than the regular router range. And now what that has enabled us to do is that you see on a daily basis, we have like two different installations in local communities here in Nigeria, where you have about 500 to 1,000 people connecting to the Wi-Fi every day. And these people are located at hubs of business of businesses in Nigeria. It's, usually these businesses wouldn't have access to cheap internet or cheap Wi-Fi, but now with Wi-Fi distribution technology, the cost of them connecting is almost zero. Let me give you an example. Um, so powering these different communities is, um, we're using, um, um, for example, like Starlinks to power them. And um, the cost of the Starlink probably is about, let's say, um, $100 a month. And with that, you're powering, let's say, about 500 people a day. When you do the math, you realize that these guys, usually um, they will probably have paid a month. Let's say they were paying for their internet subscription for their business locations. They'll probably be paying, let's say, about $30 each person. But now, they are almost, when you do the math, you are probably just paying probably less than, um, let's say, about $0.05 cents or less. Or let's say about $0.50 cents if, if we're going to, if we're just going to use, you know, um, um, a, a round number. Let's just say about um, um, 500 people or something like that. So if we're doing that, you realize that you're, you're having a much cheaper um, internet connection cost, really. And that's creating real value for the local communities. Also, people who have, um, a lot of people, what they do, they buy data in bulk. So when they buy data in bulk, what they now do is they can use their wifi devices to distribute to people around them, maybe people in their homes, in their hostels and all that. So that way, you've actually created a much cheaper um, internet connection uh, uh, um, setup for people around. 
So that way, it's, it's so much value. Then for businesses, like I already mentioned values um, earlier, collecting of data um, from businesses, um, getting feedback from customers, providing Wi-Fi for your customers. Some people even use this as a business in different locations where they can now charge customers, for example. And those customers would pay a very low fee to connect to the internet because usually cost of internet is high. So these are the values that we provide, you know, um, for our local community. That's insane. That's really, really good. And man, that can bootstrap so many new things to come. If you can have access to the internet in a cheap way, a lot of people can have access to a lot of information, a lot of new ideas, new companies, new products. A lot of things can come from that. And you guys can really, really help a lot of places for that to actually happen, right? Um, I was also checking your website. It's very, there's a lot of content there. There's a lot of information. I was also checking the Explorer. I mean, there's quite some devices already. And I'm excited to see that growing exponentially in the next months. Um, can you talk a little bit about the Map Explorer that you have? I saw there's a lot of cool features in there as well. Our Explorer, um, what it does really is that it shows real-time location, performance of all the devices everywhere they are in the world. And what we built with the Explorer is something that has not existed before. So what the Explorer shows you, it shows you performance of the devices, things like bandwidth, you know, the amount of data the device is transmitted in real time, the internet speed, right, the location of the device, and the ISP, the internet service provider. So what this Explorer has done, right, indirectly, is to gauge the performance of all ISPs everywhere in the world. And one thing about the Ycrypt um, operating system is that it can work with any ISP anywhere in the world. Um, as I speak with you, we have, and what you do is just like a plug and play. Currently, we have um, about 116 ISPs already plugged into the Ycrypt operating system in different parts of the world. And you can see their performance in real time. And all that is shown on the Explorer. Like I said, this is the first time anyone is doing that. So, People can actually even go to the Explorer and get information on the cost or the performance of each ISP. For example, you can go there and get average internet speed of, of um, the um, SpaceX um, IM internet service. That's your, your Starlink. I think about seven, um, 270 um, something customers or 270 something devices are in real time connected to Starlinks as we speak. This kind of information never really existed before, but of course it's within the Ycrypt network, but you can use it to sort of extrapolate and check performance of particular internet service providers anywhere in the world. So that way you can have independent information. And of course, this is also the true essence of decentralization really, where you don't really need to depend on the ISP to give you their report. You can actually go to a service that is decentralized and is owned by different people and you get real-time performance of these different ISPs. So that's one of them, another value really that the Explorer provides. And also on the Explorer, you can track rewards that people earn, like in Dublin, because people also get every week, we do the incentives, right? We distribute the WNT to users. So you can actually go there and see the total amount of WNT that has been distributed. You can actually see a leaderboard and see what people are earning every week from the rewards, right, that we're distributing. So these are different values that the Explorer provides. And over time, we always keep improving, providing real-time um, information on the Ycrypt network. I like it. And the, and, and the more people deploy the network, the more 
useful this information is going to be, right? I'm excited to see a lot of those devices here in Portugal so I can track between all the service providers that we have here and to try to decide what's the best one, what's the most reliable one. That's amazing. Where can people know more about Whitecrypt? Where can they buy the hardware? Like, as a closing remark, like, what would you like to tell the people from here what, they, what they should do? Because I personally probably going to go and buy my own device right after this call. So I think the first thing is, yeah, they should actually get the device um, currently um, from shop.ycrypt.com or um, we, you can get the um, device directly from Hotspot. So Hotspot will provide a link, right? And you should actually get it from there because there are so many benefits um, getting it from Hotspotty, you know, directly. So that's number one. And it's, it actually takes you to a Shopify link and it makes it really easy. The process is smooth. Also, and um, you can check out the website. You can also check out any of our communities. And um, please, I'd like to put it out there. For you to join any community, visit the website first, which is whitecrypt.com. You know, because of the growth of our project, we are now seeing people creating fake Telegram groups, fake handles. We don't want anyone to fall, you know, victim of any of those um, um, fake sites or any of those fake Telegram groups. So it will be great to visit and um, follow the link that will be added to this podcast. It will guide you. You would not make a mistake following any of those links. But yeah, it would be great to buy the devices. We even have like um, special um, offers really that are coming up for people who even own the devices in different parts of the world. So yeah, that should be the next thing. And I think in closing, I'm really excited that we're actually working um, on this. It's really exciting for me and I mean for the team because we're able to build something um, from a small city in Nigeria and see it being used, solving real problems in different parts of the world. And we're still at very early stages, right? And we're very excited about what the future holds. So yeah, we're very happy to also have you all come on board. Yeah, let's go, man. This is the way to go. Super excited about this. Don't check. Make sure to check Whitecrypt website. On the bottom of the website, we have a Telegram, we have Instagram, we have a Discord, Reddit, and everything else. Make sure to check it. Also, I'm going to link on the podcast or in the where if you're watching this on YouTube or Spotify, there's going to be a bunch of links where you can get actually yeah. the, the Whitecrypt devices and learn more about it. I would like to thank you for joining the podcast. I think it was a really great episode. I'm very excited to have this out as soon as possible and to have you again in the podcast in the future when the network actually reaches the 100,000 oh, yeah. plus or a million devices. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You, right? yeah. yeah. Thanks a lot, Daniel. Thank you. Have a great day and see you on the other side. All right. You too.